Extreme Vocabulary is not your typical Word of the Day podcast. We don't just define words, we contextualize them in terms of their history, etymology, politics, and aesthetics. In other words, we look at the culture behind words. Today, we join a conversation with Abe and Aaron. Abe has researched today's word, while Aaron has not. Today's word, pathetic. Day. We got a, a new episode. Yes, we do. A new word. Isn't that always the case? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd point that out. How are you, man? I am all right. How are yeah. you? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah. Uh, our word today is pathetic. Does that describe anyone's mood? No? Mood? Or Just in general? Bean? <laughs> My beanness <laughs> is pathetic, sure. Sometimes I feel I'm pathetic, yeah. Yeah. Not as much now that I'm, you know, uh, maturing like a fine wine. But yeah, when I was younger, I, I would think I was often that way. And looking back at a lot of my behavior or my you know, <laughs> things I said, pretty pathetic. Oh my God. But this is the negative pathetic. Pathetic does not have to always be negative, doesn't it? No. Ah, no, it doesn't. But so. yeah, okay. Got a it's little like something a, up here. <laughs> it's like we get your confessions at the beginning of the show every time. Well, doesn't that like, like the doesn't that draw them in? He's like, let's hear what, what messed up thing he has to say about himself today. Yeah, maybe, maybe you can start a website about all your confessions or something. Uh, your blog. Too much work. <laughs> it is. Let's just do you this. You need somebody else to write it for you. Yes, I need a ghostwriter. I need an assistant. I need a secretary. And then I would get a bunch of stuff accomplished, I know. And you can just lie there and play. Pontificate. Yep. That's my dream. All right. <laughs> Our word today is pathetic. Mm-hmm. It's another adjective, just like eccentric. Mm-hmm. So we adjectives been... are pretty sexy. I mean, they, they go a lot of different ways. They um, they're very descriptive. Yeah, <laughs> they're very telling. Pronouns are difficult, actually. Yeah, I mean, forget we, those. We, we did it, but it's kind of difficult to go that route. Yes, it's easy it is. to go with the adjectives, I guess, and nouns. Yeah, like I said, they're sexy. Yeah, um, especially since all we're really doing is describing anyway why not do adjectives which are already descriptive words mm-hmm. so okay so we've got pathetic it's uh let's see so what what does it mean well if we're going negative pathetic means something pitiful something lamentable right something to be uh ridiculed or to you know make you know feel bad you know feel bad i guess if you're um if you're labeled that but pathetic can also, you know, is the root word, um, if, I, if I may, if I may steal your thunder for a second, pathos, no. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the emotional quotient and factor, as I like to, you know, when I teach, you know, pathos is the emotional quotient of the equation, you know, if you, for you math people out there, oh right? Oh my God, you have a formula for it. I have dude. a formula that I put up there for the engineers, right? And, uh, and the math people. I don't actually get math majors ever, thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of engineers, a lot of business. Yeah, I sort I sometimes like stating things in a f- formulaic format. Um, mm-hmm. that makes it easier to remember, yes. of course. Yeah, so emotion, but also there's the empathy is is you know tied to that as well, right? To feel for others, to imaginatively feel their pain. My oh, Bill Clinton time. 
I feel your pain. <laughs> when did he say that? He said that like when he first ran for president. Really? I, I always use this example too. I say Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he said it to her. No, this is early '90s. He was campaigning, so you know he would go out and you know shake hands, kiss babies, write the whole deal. And he's he's you know he's a good old Southern boy. He's very like personable. People like him. They want to have a beer with him, kind of deal. And he would go out there and listen. Oh, I lost my job. I lost my this. All he had to say was, I feel your pain. And people believed him. <laughs> I know, right? Because he's so, like, uh, I don't know. Slick, slick willy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, everything you said about pathetic, by the way, is correct, of course. Of course. Right? It's like uh, we sort of use it in a negative sense now, but mm-hmm. it's sort of really just a neutral word. Yes. Right? It's just because uh, pathos, just, it's just a word like uh, emotion, right? That's really what the word is. Yes. Of course, it can also be suffering. Um, nostalgia. And, and it can... Uh, nostalgic? Nostalgia is, um, is the, uh, the pain. If you go back the to the pain Greek, of returning. The pain of returning, of going back and remembering. Yeah. Right. Um, well, the, the, we should do that word, by the way. But like at some other time. Oh, yeah, we yeah, should. We should do nostalgia. Lovely um, word. It's very relevant today. Um... But yeah, so it, it has the negative connotation that we uh, uh, give it today, but denotatively, like the word just sort of means like emotions and mm-hmm. it can mean suffering. And that's what I think is interesting about the word is sort of the word sort of like implodes on itself, right? That it seems like this kind of neutral term, right? Where like suffering, for example, is like something that you should feel empathetic toward, right? Like you should mm-hmm. have compassion for it, right? You feel the same thing. Mm-hmm. But there's like a point where like all of that can fall apart right there's so much suffering so much emotion that we sort of stop feeling emotions yes. toward it right yeah and that's what we call the pathetic right in, mm-hmm. in our modern use yeah. of it right look at his crying it's pathetic at this point yeah like we don't care anymore i don't care that yeah. you're crying i don't feel your suffering right yeah. i don't want to talk you do about this it. every other day yeah yeah i'm indifferent <laughs> to it or i yeah. feel disgusted by what you're doing right yeah. so like that's how the way we use it now so mm-hmm. it's sort of like again becomes it's like opposing definition right and are we not just like oh as you know as adults quote unquote are we not like supposed to like control our emotions or stamp them down when at times particularly you know, when it's not, uh, what's the word, opportune. Yeah, especially if you're, like, part of, you know, certain types of people. I don't know, like, uh, I guess if you're male, then oh, yeah. you should do yes. that more often. Yes. <laughs> Boys or, don't cry, yes. Yeah, or if you're British, then... <laughs> Stiff up a lip. <laughs> yeah, dude, mm-hmm. don't ever show your emotions. Mm-hmm. Don't show your right. hand for right. the poker players out there. Yeah, so, um, so, okay. So let's go back to the root word, root word pathos, then, mm. or um, which means emotion, suffering. Uh, of course, uh, you know when we're talking about pathos, we usually talk about like rhetoric, right? Or like in terms of literature, right? It's like what emotions are being evoked here through this speech we're listening, or through this mm-hmm. literature, or whatever it is, right? The whatever artistic object we're considering, music or painting or whatever, right? It's like, what is the pathos of this um, artwork at the moment? What is the pathetic appeal? Yeah. Mm. Or (laughs) I think sometimes uh, it might be called the pathetic fallacy, but I might be wrong about that. Anyway, so like Aristotle made a difference between like ways of convincing people, right? So he Mm. likes to talk about 
ethos, logos, and mm -hmm. the pathos. Mm -hmm. So, like, the the ethos is your character, right? Mm -hmm. like credibility. Whether, right, your credibility, your character, whether mm -hmm. people are going to believe you or not just based on who you are, mm -hmm. what they know about you, your history, right? And how you convey your message. Well, I, I think how you convey your message is part of, like, the pathos and the logos, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, character is, like, oh. the, your credibility, mm -hmm. right? Or your image. Um, which is what ethos means. And then logos is like your reasons, your facts, right? Your argumentation, rationality, sure. which okay. is one way of convincing people. And then the pathos is, of course, like the emotional connection that you make with people to bring them in, mm -hmm. right? To convince them. So like all of those things come in. And of course, there are ways to like downplay things like ethos, right? Like sometimes people say things like, oh, you know, I'm not really anybody special to be making this argument, but that's exactly why I'm making it because I'm like everybody else mm. or something like that, you know, and then like it sort of strengthens. Imagine the I have suspenders right now. Now I ain't no big city <laughs> lawyer here, but I think this here smells of a conspiracy. <laughs> I swear I don't know where you get all these things from. It's like you're just pulling them out from the you air need, or something You need like to that. watch too many movies. <laughs> uh, um, and then there's also a way, by the way, uh, and cartoons. Sorry. And cartoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I need to watch more cartoons and movies. I'll try uh, to show you the scene that I was referring to, but yeah, later. Go ahead. Is that from that uh, the the monkey, the Scopes monkey trial? No. Uh, you know what? That's probably where the genesis comes from. Um, who was the guys? Um, Jennings Bryant and. Uh, yeah, William Jennings Bryant. And who's the other guy's name? I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, that famous trial. Yeah, and then they're in their suspenders and their short <laughs> sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was probably fanning themselves Ryan in the hot, in the heat of the the mugginess of the South. <laughs> While he's eating like KFC or something. <laughs> uh, did they have KFC back then? <laughs> you know what I mean. He has like his bucket of chicken or something. Sure. Actually, no. I was thinking of a, a an episode of the Venture Brothers, and I'll try and find it. It might be a little hard, but yeah, there's like a character called Tiny Attorney, and he's like a um a symbiotic twin connected to like from by the um, the waist to his like giant. It's oh, like a it's wow. like a Mad Max Thunderdome. It's like that kind of deal where a little midget is connected to the big, you know, uh, you know, slow, um, you know, what's it called, big body. Each week on Extreme Vocabulary, we like to look at a piece of literature that features today's word. Uh, but today, we're waiting for Efren. He's he hasn't shown up yet. Hello? Hey, it's me. Oh, sorry. hey, Efren. Yeah. Well, hey. sorry. Hey, where were you? I um, that's that's something that we need to discuss afterwards. Okay. Well, I see that you're lugging this very large book behind you. It seems like I I feel bad that I made you um traverse this distance yeah uh, with I had, that book I had to go through hell and back to, uh, to to find this really rare uh, first edition of a book well hey 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 sit down let me get you some water and a towel because you are soaking a towel right oh for that okay yeah um, um, yeah um, I, despite how exhausted I am and uh, and how much time it took to find a case of the word pathetic in literature Mm -hmm. I'm ecstatic to be here. Oh, well, wonderful. Okay, so I'm looking at this book. It's actually 
doesn't have that many pages. I don't know why the cover is so incredibly thick, but um, it's written by somebody named Hector Tobar. Yes. Tell us about that book. Yeah, this is Hector Tobar's legendary novel, The Tattooed Soldier, which um, is about uh, migrant workers that kind of converge in LA and Los Angeles. Oh, great. We're here in LA. We are, in fact, in LA, and you just migrated here, actually. I, I did. It was yes. It was it was quite a, a a trip. So tell me a little bit about this passage that you're going to read. Well, the passage is a really interesting one, and it sort of gets into some history. And uh, what it is is, uh, it's a couple of workers uh, t are talking, and the main character Antonio is asking these fellow workers how they manage to stay so clean because they really don't have a home yet. And they respond that they wash themselves, in fact, in the L.A. River. And the passage, which uses the word pathetic, is sort of Antonio, who's the main character, his response, his sort of what he's thinking about this and the description of the river. So I, whenever you're ready, let's read it. I'm all ears. So they tell him, hey, we wash in the river. And the passage goes like this. Antonio couldn't hide an expression of disgust. The Los Angeles River was a giant concrete channel that cut a path through the center of the city. At the bottom of this huge chasm ran a brackish stream. Except for a few weeds that poked their way through the cement, it contained no signs of natural life. During heavy rainstorms, the pathetic trickle became a raging torrent of fallen trees and trash bobbing in white water. Tires furniture, bottles, cans, newspapers, and bicycle frames from the suburbs upstream. Interesting. Uh, the word pathetic um, often is something that, or is uh, used for something that uh, you deride. And it sounds like he's kind of deriding this, um, this body of water, if you can even call it a body of water. He said it disgusted him. Yeah, it disgusted him in part that that these people he was talking to actually bathe in the river, right? And that you know he described it as having all these uh, all this garbage in it. Mm -hmm. But it does sort of the pathetic trickle is is used here. The word pathetic to sort of signify how small the river is because. Then he's describing how much of a raging torrent it becomes during heavy rainstorms, right? So it's to make, pathetic here is to make a contrast between mm. a, a tiny trickle of a river and a large torrent of a river, right? How mm. things change. Now you weren't here, but uh, I was listening to Abraham and Aaron talk a little bit and they were talking about how pathetic uh, sometimes means something you're supposed to pity or something that's supposed to make you feel some uh, emotion. Do you feel like the pathetic trickle is something uh, that you're supposed to feel for or is it something you're supposed to dismiss in this passage? I think it's something you're supposed to feel for. I mean, because a river is water, so if a, if a trickle of water is pathetic, then a river is like something becoming less than it is, right? It's, it's, it's a minor, barely alive version of a river, right? Mm -hmm. Pathetic trickle, right? Rather than a raging, torrent and it's also though it, it sort of makes you think about the changing water and how these workers have to sort of find 
a, a time in the river which where it's suitable to bathe in. So there's also that emotion, right? That's linked to the word pathetic here too, hmm. in the water. So I think it's it's kind of an interesting case because I think pathetic is usually or often used like for to describe like a a, a person or some kind of you know. Emotion, but mm -hmm. here it's sort of interesting. It, it, it's working on a couple of different ways. Um, now, I understand from my English classes that sometimes novels will use metaphor. Is this true? Um, I'm, I think it is actually. Or that's symbols a good point. or that's something. That's a really like that. good point. I never really thought of that, but mm -hmm. that's that's kind of a cool way to think about stuff. Yeah. What do you, so if I'm gonna take this concept of metaphor to the next step, what do you think this uh, trickle that becomes a torrent might be a metaphor for in this book? Uh, I think the sort of the ups and downs of precarious life as a worker, as a migrant worker, mm. right? Uh, uh, sort of being uh, beholden to changes that are out of your control. I see. So the river here is, I think, uh, could be a metaphor. What was the word you used? Metaphor? Uh, met met symbol. I think the PH becomes an F sound in that word, right? It does. It in fact does. It's not metaphor. Yeah. It's interesting. So yeah, I think it's that. This right, something that become, become raging to become a pathetic trickle. And all this is linked to the lives of these workers, right? Who are in this very sort of liminal uh, position. Now you were saying that you had tried quite a difficult time getting here today. Uh, was that because of the trickle or the torrent? Um, uh, yeah, it, may, it would seem that I was trying to ride the river over here mm -hmm. during a pathetic trickle. Maybe yeah. that would have would have worked. Would have been the reason. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it took so long because I spent so many hours, well, really days, really weeks, uh, looking for a case of uh, the word pathetic in literature. Oh, I see. Which, you know, mm -hmm. was really difficult. It really was. Well, say, uh, thanks for stopping by. I don't want to keep you, but hey, be, uh, do you want to borrow some, like a shirt or something like that? Or uh, maybe some or, boxers? Or, or well, boxers, yes, for sure. Okay. But yeah, sure. We'll, we'll talk about that later. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Bye. All right, so I'll look that up. I'll show uh, you later. It's too hard yeah. to find. Anyways. I was gonna... Oh, I know. Uh, so there was also like a way of downplaying pathos, right? The appeal to the emotion, right? Like if you say something that, that would... Uh, instead of using like very descriptive words, if you just sort of state something factually, right? Like mm -hmm. in a dead tone, there's a way in which that even can create like really deep emotions in people. Like... Uh, I don't know why this reminds me of Borges, by the way, but like his stories sometimes like describe the deaths of certain characters in this kind of like very factual, flat tone. Mm. And it makes it all the more powerful because it sort of surprises you. Would you though. call it deadpan? Uh, no. no, I don't know if I would. Um, okay. But it is kind of like just this flat tone that's just sort of like factual, so it's relying more on logos, right? Mm -hmm. Like, let me throw, throw the facts at you, and mm -hmm. just the mere facts will like evoke this very strong pathos within you. Right? That's hard to do, feel. but yeah, it could be very no, yeah, powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, few people can pull that off. But anyway, um, I, I think what I wanted to do today with like pathetic was really like move the like from one extreme to the other of the words. Mm -hmm. Um, and here's what I mean by that. Like, 
we can move from like Christ to like Jerry Springer type people <laughs> when it comes to the pathetic. How are we going to make that leap? Well, I mean, I started thinking like Christianity as the pathetic religion in the sense that it's the religion that relies on like the very emotional like image mm -hmm. or like the very emotional story of like the crucified yeah, the crucifixion, God, right? the suffering. The, right. It's like, that's, that's its appeal, right? It's an emotional appeal. So mm -hmm. in that sense, it's like the one religion that's like about the pathetic, which mm -hmm. is kind of different from Buddhism, if you think about it. Like Buddhism is... Detach the, yourself from emotion and you might be free. Right. You have to liberate yourself from all this pathos, right? Like eliminate desire from yourself, mm -hmm. right? And then you can like, I don't know, achieve nirvana. Yeah. Where like Christianity like explicitly tries to like bring that out in you, right? Like mm -hmm. if I can show you like the picture of the suffering person, mm -hmm. right? The person who's like suffered the most in history, right? Yeah. Then you know that should like bring you into the that connects fold you to or the, the community or that whatever. connects you to the, the, the eternal, the almighty, right? And everything. Right. Okay, so, and I'll try doing that twenty four seven. Try being this oh, way all the time. No, it's difficult, of course. Of course. <laughs> right? And, and that's why, like, people leave church or whatever, right? Because mm. eventually, like, that fervor dies down, right? You can't feel you that can't sense it. forever. You cannot sustain for... it, particularly in this world. <clears throat> Some people can, but, you know, bless them. Right. But it makes me think about, like, Mel Gibson, right? Like, okay, his, oh. did you see that movie, by the way? The, the Passion, Passion of Christ? I purposely did not. Really? I just I, I heard about it and I, I knew heard I saw enough of it to be like okay I see where this is gonna go I don't need to watch this <laughs> <laughs> no they're making a second one by the way uh, of course uh, he wants to it's like I don't know if you should he's not doing much else one. is he? like I don't know if it's gonna achieve the same uh, level of patheticism I don't know <laughs> mm. how to play with that word patheticism <laughs> perfectly on words here. <laughs> Like how how is he gonna reach that same level of pathos? Yeah, right? it's 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 gonna be hard to yeah equal that. But who knows? I mean, we're we're in some crazy times right now. So yeah, I mean, it was kind of hard to watch it. I watched it to tell you the truth. Um, Nothing wrong with that. There was there were two two particular scenes. Of course, there's the crucifixion scene. But even before that, there was this part where like it's this extended scene where like the Roman soldiers do a countdown of the 40 something whippings mm -hmm. that like uh, Christ has to endure sure and so like <laughs> the soldiers are obviously like enjoying themselves as they're doing mm -hmm. this right and they like switch up the weapons and then there's at one point they bring up this weapon that I think they call like a cat of nine tails or something oh, yeah. that like tears up the flesh because mm -hmm. it has like these nails right it's yeah. like a whip with like yeah. nine separate ones yeah, and little, little to, um little um what's it called circle at the end with like yeah with some spikes on it basically yeah. oh god uh, anyway so it's like they do a countdown of that so you're there like as they're doing like one two three and they're counting in latin by the way right yeah. i always remember the uno vigente right the 21 du vigente <laughs> yeah, yeah oh it's like really brutal and I think that's like the point where like most people were crying at this movie. Yeah. And at one point I sort of thought like, oh my god, why are we watching this? Like this It almost becomes of... like fetish fetish um uh, uh, what is it called? Masochistic, right? No, it is. Yeah. It's like a total S and M type yeah. of fest, right? It's, yeah. like... it's like why why prolong it that? I mean the the desired effect is and then you overdo it is yeah, I don't know. 
No, 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 yeah, and that's actually what, like, gets to the, the word itself, right? It's like, it's trying to achieve this, like, high moment of pathos, right? Mm -hmm. Of, But it, then it sort of, like, might even collapse on itself and become pathetic in the way we mean yes. it, right? Where it's like, we don't Ooh. sort of care anymore. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah I don't want to watch this anymore, right? Yeah. It's like so bad. It, you know, you don't, you, I don't like seeing animals suffer, so some people post sometimes on social media, look at this dog that lost half yes, of his face in an yes. acid oh. attack. And I, I just, I like most of the, 99% of the time, I'm like, I don't want to see this. I know I. I feel the suffering of the animals more. I feel the suffering of animal more so than humans most times. And so I really can't see it because I don't want to go there. I don't want to f bring up those feelings most of the time. I was like, I I'm having a good day. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and the way I think is, it's not that, like, I don't care. Like, it's, I do, yeah. but it's, I don't know. I'm it, not a fan of the image bombardment. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, again, on like the Instagram, sometimes they put up like things that happen to humans yeah, or I'm like sure. children, right? Or an aborted fetus or something. Or, yeah, yeah, it's like, or like they, I hate it when they do this too, by the way, they tend to show like images of like African children who are like starved or like mm -hmm. sick or whatever. And they show them like in these like Swollen images belly. of desperation yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, okay, like I get it, but it kind of like uh, I don't know it like wants to push that boundary right of like what you the capacity of what you can feel I suppose mm -hmm. right it wants to like push it higher but I think there's a time when like that sort of overcomes itself or like it ends up becoming its opposite right where it's like sure. okay like I'm sort of just becoming indifferent to this yeah. right so it sort of backfires is yes. what I was trying to say <laughs> Delicate but potent. Right. So, uh, so on the one hand, you have okay, you have like Christianity as a pathetic religion, right, with its appeal to this like suffering, right, this pathos. And then on the other hand, you have the most pathetic things in our culture, which are like the Jerry Springer type things, right? <laughs> I don't know if you grew up watching Jerry Springer. Uh, or, I've seen it. Or did you watch the Maury Povic or what? Maury, yeah. You are not the father, Maury, yes, of course. Yeah. Maury, you are not the father, Povich. <laughs> Is that his name now? The, that should have been his nickname, right? And then, um, yeah, of course, I, yeah, I've seen some Springer. Of, uh, it's very unbelievable. <laughs> It's so obvious that it's scripted, you know, the, the few times I've, I've seen. Well, some of yeah. the earlier ones were not scripted, though. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I do maybe remember some of the earlier ones, but it was like, oh, this is edgy, this is controversial, right? Yeah. I and think it was, was the same with Maury, by the way, like some of the earlier, like... Oh, he, he tried to be a serious talk show host in the beginning, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden he realized, you know, baby daddy equals ratings. <laughs> Yeah, or like uh, I think I think for Jerry Springer it sort of fell apart. I think when he brought in the KKK, right? Yeah. And like once he brought in the KKK and like it resulted in clashes and like chairs being thrown and like people fighting and all that. Yeah. It's like oh man, this is like the highest rated show. Like let's do more yeah. of this like people fighting with each other. You know why it was the highest rated show? Why? Woo! Let him go! Throw that man! <laughs> Get him good! <laughs> We have a lot of, that's the target audience, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that was like the people that were coming into the show, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, let's, uh, let's put like these hillbilly people's problems on display. You're like and, my cousin Marta. Yeah. Or, or like the, the incestual type of 
programming, right? It's like there's a suggestion of like incest or whatever, yeah. or like you're with your you're dating your cousin, <laughs> or like the woman who has like several baby daddies or mm -hmm. whatever, right? Five kids by four fathers. Yeah. yeah, and like which one is it? And they all claim not to be the father. <laughs> so. On the one hand, pretty pathetic, like, yes. Yeah, it's like uh, the the most like vile feelings mm. are like put on display, right? R ridicule culture, right? It's just oh, look at how dumb they are, and let's laugh at them. Yeah, so mm -hmm. so that what's happening here is that we're getting we're we sort of dipped into the moment where like I guess I, I'm having trouble defining. It. It's like we do feel something for it, right? But at the same time, it's kind of like in. I don't know if it is indifference, right? Like we, we don't care so much about these people, right? And that, definitely no. <laughs> that's what like allows us to just like revel in this kind of like joy of their suffering, or mm. like to revel in the disgust we feel for these. I'm people, guilty right? of that, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we've all seen it, right? Yeah. All of us have like watched it. I watched it. I watched the Mori Povic on you know summers when i wasn't you know in school or whatever mm -hmm. and you're bored and that's what you watch yeah after price is right is over you know what, what else are you gonna do <laughs> after the price is right or i still the, love that show the wheel the of fortune and i'm not so that. big on wheel the wheel but um jeopardy of course i love and uh that's this is in the evening though i'm talking about daytime you know, 10 o'clock okay i'm not going to school oh uh, price is right is on it sort of makes me think like we had like this pathetic life during the summers and so like let's fill it with like other people's like more pathetic lives yeah. right like the the drama that they have um but yeah like i feel like the 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 pathetic parts about like the maury povic is like the the idea of like the woman who cries right when she finds out that mm -hmm. like the guy she said is not the father or is, or is I father. mean is the father exactly is not, not the father right yeah and so there you have like the pathetic moment like she walks she off she runs, crying, off, runs right? off crying some <laughs> producer like tries to get her up and console her and yeah like or like, tries down. to bring her back so that they can like expose her shame even more yes <laughs> it's like you signed a contract okay come on Oh, and then like, yeah, and then like what adds more to the patheticism is like, again, my patheticism. <laughs> I should stop saying that word. It's like the, the image of the child that they show and like the audience is always like, oh, oh. right. That's like the reaction to it. Uh, yeah. Or yeah, the, the booing of the, of the supposed father, right? Yeah. Until then he finds out and then he does a little dance. He does a little dance. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, so, yeah, all right. So, like, we sort of, like, picked on all the major tropes in the show, sure. right? It's like the, the, the child that we feel is bad for, the crying mother, and the dancing father, right? Or, like, the father who's, like, actually willing to do something for their child or whatever, right? And sort Ooh, of like, no child support for me. Well, what, what about when they are the father, though? Oh, yeah, then he's, he's the pathetic figure at that moment. He's like, yeah, you were... Uh... You're a liar or not liar, what's the word? Well, I mean, if he's willing to take the responsibility, they're like, oh, we actually feel something yeah. like some kind of pride for him or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. If he, yeah. if he says and does the right thing at that moment, yeah. Yeah. And then you see the ad, you know, after the show, you know, six months later, so-and-so still has not paid child support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. All right. So I guess my point right here is that, like... The, the root word pathos in that word pathetic right mm -hmm. it becomes its opposite right it becomes the 
what some people call the bathos, right? It's B A T H O S, right? Mm. Which is the bathos is the opposite of the pathos, mm. right? It's the thing that like has taken you so much over the edge mm. that it sort of ends up. I knew that word bathos. I totally forgot about it until you brought it up again. I was like, oh yeah, why, why didn't I think of this before? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the opposite of what happens, right? Yeah. If you like push this emotion too much, or mm-hmm. like the suffering or whatever, it becomes, it becomes base, like indifferent, banal. We, yeah. Yeah, we become indifferent. We become disgusted, mm-hmm. uh, etc. Right? It yeah. it ends up being the opposite, of, uh, or achieving the opposite effect yeah. of what we wanted there. Don't you feel that way when you just read the news to, like today, like any day? Recently? Yeah, I feel like I still sort of try to keep up with the news anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I do just, out of sick habit, and then yeah, I just I get like disgusted, and you know, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, I think this I just read a, titles. This is a big joke, isn't it? Yeah, I mostly yeah, I read titles. I won't go into something unless it's really intriguing or they it's clickbait, obviously, and they're trying to they cut off the word that you're trying to look for, the adjective or whatever. Yeah, click. Clickbait is all like uh, I feel like it's yeah. all the pathetic appeal, right? It it's is like uh, it's trying to like get you with this emotion or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you uh, gear toward or you move toward, right? It's yeah, the, that feeling. Sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's that's really just what I wanted to say about this. Whereas that I think it sort of like veers like these two extreme poles that sort of just like come together, actually, right? If mm-hmm. you think of like. The suffering person, right? That we're supposed to feel something for, and then on the other end, the person that we feel nothing for, mm-hmm. sort of like converges and becomes, and connects right at this moment, right? Where where like pathos can become pathos, the great cosmic the, mystery of it the, all. Yes, the pathetic, <laughs> the binary. <laughs> Everything connects in this circle, the mystical circle of life. <laughs> I, uh, do you remember? Oh no, you don't. I, I don't want to say names, but yeah, I remember when we were tutors, and then we had that one tutor who was very into spirituality and Buddhism. And so, okay, so you got when you write a paper, you want to begin with something, you want to end with that same thing too, and then, so your paper goes like full circle. <laughs> who was that? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll say their names. I'll tell you. Don't do that. But anyway. Yeah, that's not name people. No, I don't do that. But yeah, uh, really that's all I wanted to say, right? It's interesting how it like, comes together, right? It's like the moment of pathos, like pushed to the extreme can become the pathos, right? The yes. pathetic becomes the pathetic in our sense of the word. And the streets were washed clean with the fields of Shadwell, the streams of Shadwell. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about here. Yes, I do. Love and it. And I do know who you're talking about now, but... Augustus <laughs> and age. <laughs> Mm. I always like when you do the other one though, with the huh? Pope. Is it the the Pope? No, Alexander. I could do Pope. my Pope. Oh, Alexander Pope. No, I don't do Alexander Pope. <laughs> Who is it then? Huh? It's the other author than the Victorian. Oh, one. Matthew Arnold. Yeah. Matthew, Matthew Arnold. Arnold is obviously the greatest poet in in history. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's leave that. Let's leave that for another time. Mm-hmm. All right, man. That's all. Man. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Pope, I was going to do my Pope John Paul II, but that's more of a visual thing, so not going to work here. I'll, I'll, here, I'll give them the sign of the, the cross. That's all it is, basically. All right. All right. Later. Later days. Thanks for listening to Extreme Vocabulary. 
Our music is from Arnold Palmer Golf by Tokuhiko Uwabo and Wagyan Paradise by Eriko Imura. This song is Longview by Green Day. I am Josh, your faithful producer. Email us at extremevocabulary at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at extremevocab. See you next time.